broadcasting live from the phx.fm studio in phoenix arizona it's time for valley business radio spotlighting the valley's best businesses and the people who lead them Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arizona 100 Podcast. I'm Adrian McIntyre with phx.fm. I'm joined here remotely again by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Now, Abby and I can see each other because the recording software we use to do high-quality remote podcasts allows us to see a little slice of each other's life. Abby, it is good to see you and hear you. How are you? I'm doing good. And, you know, this has really been a, a, a saving grace, this whole video chatty conferencing thing. You know, I, I the, because we can't necessarily see people, physically see people, the ability to actually have you on screen. And I'm not talking to my, feel like I'm not talking to myself that way, which trust me, there's been a little bit of that going on here. But um, I'm doing okay. It's really good to be here and, and continue these discussions as we're all trying to navigate through what is now, what, week three, I think, of at least for us being home and managing through this uh, COVID-19 stuff that we keep overwhelmingly hearing about. Yes, every day is different and yet the same. It's uh, it's a very interesting time. Obviously, a lot of folks being impacted. Some folks are thinking they're not impacted. Um, We're seeing how that all plays out. Clearly, through the lens of the Arizona 100, we're always looking at unique dimensions of the stories that affect communities, companies, organizations throughout the state. And as we've all pivoted to different ways of of working, there's a lot going on. What are you seeing and hearing from folks out there? Well, one of the things that's been most interesting to to see and to read about is is really how we are adjusting and thinking differently about what we're doing. The businesses that have really stepped up to, you know, be a source of information to provide resources where they can. Um, in fact, our our next issue we're already in the process of of talking about how we can highlight how businesses have really changed what they're doing to uh, to be a, of service to us during this time. Not so much that they're doing their business differently, but that they are doing something completely different to be part of the solution. And I've been really s- kind of stuck on this idea of the word essential and what does essential mean? And, you know, the... Essential employees or essential businesses, and what does that really mean? And I, I suspect it means something different to all of us. But I've really been struck by, and this is somewhat personally as well. What truly is my essential? What do I need, or thought that I needed um, in order to get by? You know, I my daily routine is so completely different now. And, um, but my essentials are, I need to get out and take a walk where my essential three or four weeks ago was I got to hunker down and get it done. And so I'm hopeful that my essential changed for the better and that I will carry this uh, through. But um, every day we're going to hear it differently, right? What is an essential business? What is an essential part of our community? And, um, and, and how do we adjust and adapt that and, and what perspective we bring to it now than we might have if we were having this conversation a month ago? 
You know, it's a, it's a fascinating conversation. I like the way you're reframing that, trying to get some perspective on it. Of course, here in Arizona, the governor issued a stay at home, stay healthy, stay connected order. And then there was a lot of debate over the state's definition of what were essential and non-essential businesses. Uh, certainly mayors throughout the Valley and in Tucson and Flagstaff have challenged the governor to be more rigorous than he was initially. It's created an interesting conversation about what really makes someone essential. And, you know, we can debate that. We can talk about whether nail salons and golf courses are truly essential. But I like what you're saying, which is it gives you some thoughts about what really matters in your life and how that changes when the circumstances change. Certainly, some things are always going to be essential, our health and welfare uh, and our emotional state. You know, I had a nice long conversation with my mom this morning who lives alone and has for years, but is also very active in her community. She's a professor at a small college. She goes there several days a week. And she was sharing with me, you know, it's been really hard for her, even though she's teaching on Zoom and doing all of those kinds of things that we all do now. Um, it's really hard for her to to not be out in the world, having small conversations with people. And uh, we start to realize what is essential and what isn't is something somewhat personal, even though from the perspective of a stay-at-home order that's trying to preserve the life of the population, <laughs> something's really matter. What are your thoughts? Well, and that's it. You know, the we are all trying to do what we can to stay healthy and keep our economy strong and keep as many people working as possible. And I am not about, you know, why, you know that people shouldn't be working and things, but there's this push and pull that's happening, right, about what is what is right for the the larger community, right? And 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 sure, I would love to go get my nails done and I desperately need a haircut. And there's all sorts of those essentials, which are essential to, you know, my my professional well-being and such. I mean, I want to look a certain way and take care of some things. Can I wait another week? Can I wait wait 10 days? Well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to come up with another plan. And I am really interested in these discussions that I've been having with, um, you know, with with people across a variety of different organizations and businesses, the for-profit, nonprofit, the, you know, the government sector, about creating a definition around what that is and, and what does it mean for that particular organization. If you're a social services agency and you are providing service to the homeless and they're telling you to shelter in place and stay at home, what's home? Right. These are folks that don't necessarily have a place that they can walk into and lock the door and stay safe and away from other people. Or if you are um, of a person of deep faith and you want to go to your place of worship, which is now not able to be done, you, you're doing it this way. How are we creating what now will be essential in a very different way? And I, you know, the the governor will continue to monitor the situation. He will make decisions that we all hope are in the best interest of our community. Um, mayors across our state are are balancing the the their uh, constituents' needs, what they're doing in their own communities, against the larger statewide and really, quite honestly, nationwide, worldwide, what we're seeing. And so I don't I don't know where I'm going with what I believe in this conversation in terms of what. Because what it, again, what it was last week is very different today and what it'll be next week. But I think we are all being forced to have this kind of repurposing of things in our lives and where, 
where does it all fit and where will it fit next time, you know, or next week or next month when when decisions can be made in a slightly different way. That I think we talked about this last time, you know, the the positives in some of this. People are friendly when you see them. They're, you know, from a, a safe distance that you can wave across the the yard at someone as you're, you know, you're going out to the trash or that you are in the park and you, you know, wave to the, you know, the folks across the way that are walking their dogs as well. That's nice. Like that's a, that's a, a sense of community and a sense of belonging that I certainly hope continues, you know, once we get back to whatever we're going to call normal in the weeks and months ahead. And that's certainly something as business leaders and nonprofit leaders and community leaders are trying to navigate through this. They're having to grapple with themselves. And I think one of the things that you and I are privy to that the general public is not necessarily always aware of is the the level of responsibility that so many people feel in a situation of unknowns, of a lot of fear, a lot of confusion, a lot of misinformation, people are trying to make the right decision. I have to remind myself of this when I get judgmental and I look at what one particular person or group of people are doing and say, oh, how could you X, Y, or Z? That I have to remind myself that everyone's trying to make the right decision. Not maybe everyone, but at least the, as a generous point of view, People with responsibility are trying to handle that responsibility well, certainly here in Arizona. We'll leave the national conversation out of this. Uh, people are trying to figure out what what's best for their people, for their company, for their beneficiaries, and having to make some really hard decisions. We've seen nonprofits whose primary service delivery relies on in-person uh, activities having to rethink on a dime how they're going to serve the populations that they're committed to serving at a distance. Um, you know, we've seen businesses shift dramatically overnight to remote work when they didn't think remote work was possible. So they hadn't done much to prepare. And now all of a sudden they're scrambling uh, to try to make this work. And in many cases, figuring it out as they go. Um, just as there's a, a, a national run on toilet paper, there is also a, a national shortage of webcams as everybody has you know, tried to grab what they could uh, so that they could do things like you and I are doing right now. Uh, we were fortunate to have a lot of this already. Um, and, you know, people are trying to figure it out. And that's that's the part of these kind of really unsettling moments in history that I think are worth focusing on. You commented earlier this week on the classic Mr. Rogers story about looking for the helpers. And, I, you know, if you look for them, they are always there and they're here now. And what they're and they're showing up in ways that we would never have defined that as being that way. You know, you you go to the grocery store, you walk the aisles, you put your stuff in the cart, you check out, you, you know, cash your card, you know, that's about the extent of the conversation you have with the with the cashier or the person that's helping you bag the groceries. And this time we're like, if it weren't for them, we couldn't be here, right? They, these are the folks that are there that are stocking the shelves overnight to make sure that when we go, for whatever reason, we're at the grocery store, there's something for us to do and something to take home with us. And and the delivery folks and, and of course, our first responders and, all, and our healthcare providers and, and whomever it is that is keeping 
the the mechanisms running in whatever capacity they are. And as I was sitting down to write that yesterday, it just it really struck me that if I again, where would I have put that conversation a couple weeks ago? And I do think it's important and, and, and we will find them, right? They will show up for us when we need them to be. I was earlier today, I was texting with a friend in New York and, you know, we were chatting back and forth and then all of a sudden the phone rang and it was him. He's like, well, I'm done with this texting. Let's just talk. And it was so nice to have a, a voice and a little bit of a conversation. And how are you? How are you? What are you doing? How's the family? That that comes through in the text message because I know him and I know that's a sincere question. But it was such a nice opportunity to have a 10-minute break and just talk to a friend, not about work and not about just checking in with each other. And so um, today he was my helper, right? He provided something so that it kind of cut out the, you know, what I was working on and gave me a chance to take a quick break. And I'll be grateful for those. And if I can be that for someone else, I'm going to try to do that too. I, I think situations like these, when we focus on what really matters, what matters to us personally, what matters to the work we're committed to doing, uh, the way we're committed to serving is these can these these situations can change things for the better and there's a lot that changes for the worse and there's certainly already a a, a loss uh, to be grieved and there will be more of that and at the same time there's also positive things that are happening i was talking to a friend in new york i hadn't heard from him for a while and i i knew from a post he had done that he had started not feeling well and i thought i better check in on him and uh, it turns out he's been struggling for a week at home alone in a small apartment in Queens um, with fever and, and a variety of other things, but he was feeling better when we talked. But as as I asked him, you know, do you have family? Do you like are I, I know he's a young professional living in in working there. He said, you know, the amazing thing happened. He said, I my my mother passed away years ago, but my father, I, I don't get along very well with him. We haven't talked in years. Uh, two days ago, my phone rang and I nearly fell out of bed. It was him. And he had heard from my cousin that I wasn't feeling well. And we ended up having, it wasn't a very long conversation, but um, he was concerned. He checked in on me and, you know, he got a little choked up as he was sharing. Like, you know, it maybe it took something like this uh, f- for my dad to reach out. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. And it's those kinds of human uh, relationships that at the end of the day, I hope we're really focusing on because all the noise and the swirl and certainly the 24-hour news cycle, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of it's not good. Uh, and, and and looking for those moments of essential goodness uh, can also help us remember what really matters. Right. And yeah, and you've got to give yourself the break from it all. You you know, the the, the take a walk, read a book, call a friend, do something that, and, and try to have those conversations not be about this. Right? See if there are, we have, we do have other things, I believe we can be talking about. And so um, do, we just have to try to do that. And, and to the best of our ability, I think we, we will, we will do that. And, and, you know, the, the the business community here in the state is in stepping up in a big way. Again, we've seen some really amazing businesses that are doing some great things. 
the resources that are being made available to people for all sorts of things. You know, if it's um, there, you know, I've, I've come across websites from folks that are, you know, got something, need something kind of thing. I have extra of this. I would like to trade for that. And people are making connections with other resources that they might, you know, they they found the top ramen and I found the paper towel. So let's make a switch, uh, which is great. The, um, you know, running of errands for neighbors where, you know, you might not have knocked on the door and asked, but people are are starting to do that. And some really funny stories that are coming out of this, you know, that that um, just reminds us that that there's um, there is there, there can be laughter in this in the midst of all of this. And um, and, you know, I, I taught my folks how to get online and do one of these video chats, which is kind of fun. Um, my sister in California, so we're having we're having family dinners, which we don't, you know, wouldn't typically have, but we're able to do that, and and uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how this uh, again, it, if it continues. My hope is it continues, and this niceness that's occurring, and the kindness that's happening, and and as business owners and and people responsible for, you know, providing service to clients and and having employees, you know, we're we're learning how to adjust and adapt and how to make good with what we have and the resources that we have and makes, you know, we, we've always believed we make smart business decisions and we're making, still making them, but they're making them a lot differently. And um, all that's a positive in this, I believe. So there's, it might be a little bit of rose colored glasses going on, but um, it, I, I can't think of a better way to look at it. I can't be all doom and gloom. So I'll, I'll take the challenges that we have and always try to find something positive as a result. So again, essential. Essential and perspective. Those are my two words. It's a great theme. And of course, there are many uh, stories, many topics being discussed in the virtual pages of the Arizona 100. Uh, it is a was a twice a month publication. You're doing some special issues and things at the moment, but uh, folks should go there. If you don't already get the Arizona 100 in your inbox, it's free to subscribe. The address is the arizona 100.com abby anything else we should know this week well i think just uh stay healthy stay safe take care of yourself and the people around you um again if you've got information that we should know about we'd love to hear about what your businesses are doing send us a quick note at editor at the arizona 100.com and we will be happy to consider that for one of our upcoming issues Marvelous. As always, it is a pleasure to see and hear you. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. 